Welcome to the Watchers of the Skies program. I'm Carlos Campo. I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Dennis Montecruces. Dennis, how are you? I'm sweating here. It's warm. <laughs> In the spring, yes. a young man's fancy lightly turns to love, said yes. Alfred uh, Lloyd Tennyson. But of course, Lord Tennyson. Yes. But we, you know, you've been married how long? More than 30 years. More than 30 years. And I've got 10 years on you by, and, and then some. Our thoughts turn to the fact that we're at Ashland University. You know, we're so grateful that we're not in Texas. And we're going to explain why in just a minute. <laughs> Actually, we love Texas. Some of these students could be from Texas. I don't think so. But we're in the studio here with Will and Zach and Rodney, Olivia, and Michaela's running the show. You know, the thing about Texas, and it's not, you know. Where, when, where our student body president is from. Our student body president, that's right. Tiffany yes. Sims is from Texas, no question. And uh, former student body president, her sister was from there <laughs> as well. And her brother, an, another leader, was, was uh, also uh, here on our campus. But, you know, we're rezoning in on Texas only because we are going to talk about a professor who has sued not one, but two, two. institutions yeah. there. But, you know, I think what it's getting at, Dennis, is something we've been talking about for quite some time. Here at Ashland University, we purport that we're teaching students how to think and not what to think. This is not a simple thing. We've even had this debate internally because, well, come on, there are some things we are teaching students. We want them to think uh, certainly about the Holocaust and uh, about the earth not being flat and those kinds of things. Uh, it's not? You're right. <laughs> so I, I, we understand that part of what we're about is helping students understand that the world is complex, right? And unfortunately, what seems to be happening is at so many institutions, the whole idea of what's right Right? What about social justice and, and what about oppression and things that are important? So no one denies their importance. So in Florida, you know, we've got this uh, sentiment that, hey, there are certain things that are about civics that students should learn. Every student who graduates from a Florida state college or university will get this. You know, Ohio's wrestling with some of those things. How about in Texas? Well, in Texas, this particular professor is wrestling with freedom of expression. So let's see if we can't set the table for our listeners. What's this objection that he has? What did he do or not do? And, and what's the crime that he has committed of sorts? I put that in quotes. Right. So talk to us about uh, Richard Lowry and, and, uh, and his, his beef as it is with the UT system. Right. And for those of you who are conservative friends out there, not, this is not to be confused with Rich Lowry of National Review. So ah, good call. Lowry yes. with an extra E in there thrown in. Uh, so he's a finance professor at UT Austin, University of Texas, Austin, and he's a, a very outspoken opponent of the whole CRT, DEI apparatus, right? So critical race theory, the diversion, um, equity and inclusion. Diversity, equity, right. equity and inclusion. Right, yes. which mm -hmm. is uh, very common. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but the vast majority of universities have. DEI staffers who are kind of overseeing both what's going on at the level of students who are coming in and the faculty and, and, and so on. And so he's, he's uh, not a fan of this, to, to put it mildly. And um, well, among other things, so while yeah, his, his day job, so to speak, is as a finance guy, he's involved in um, a kind of um, this what was it called, the, um, the Salem Center, Yes, which is, it's sponsored by, by the university, but it's not an official finance thing. And that, that tends to be kind of a conservative little mini think tank on campus as well. And so he's criticized the, um, the university president very strongly on, on Twitter and elsewhere. 
it's criticized the, the state um, officials, I mean, so the, the governor, the um, lieutenant governor as well, and uh, basically calls them essentially do-nothing conservatives. So they, they talk this good game, but they don't do anything to get rid of DEI and CRT. Is it safe so to on. say this man's a gadfly? I mean, he's pretty yeah. active on social media. Right. Uh, right. He was. On, was yeah. active on uh -oh. social media. <laughs> yes. So uh, he's filing a, a suit against three university officials, um, a couple of deans, and I yes. forget the other person. I think it's another professor. Actually, a, a finance person. Who, right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and basically, well, some, there's several reasons. So. One of, the, one of the problems is that uh, one of the deans essentially told his boss at the Salem Center, uh, you might want to kind of curtail this guy. You might want to shut him up a bit. Mm -hmm. So that, that's had kind of a chilling effect on, on his speaking. Um, Trevor, what else? Also, kind of well, it's funny second, because but, um, one of the, I, I'm going to read from the actual yeah. complaint only because some of the language is so terrific. Yeah. But, you know, the, he, he and a colleague, Carlos uh, Carvalho, right. uh, founded this Liberty Institute. Now, you know, it, right. you never know digging in what exactly happened there, but from what we can tell, the state funded it at $6 million, right? So they right. got $6 million in funding. And then at least according to Lowry, the president got involved, right. kind of diverted the funds, yeah, right. so this is something he said in an interview with uh, Richard Hananiah. Oh, yeah. Where he says that, right, they, they, they took it over, they renamed it, they staffed it with what he calls fake conservatives. So instead of actually performing the mission that they were funded to, to perform, mm. what they've done instead is basically just stonewall. So yeah. they, they've essentially done nothing. So the, these kind of fake conservatives that have, have replaced, you know, the, the real conservatives, again, are just, they're taking the money, yes. they're, they're getting salaries, but they're not actually doing anything. So here's, here's the actual language from the complaint. It says, in 2021, Lowry and Carvalho decided to pursue funding for a new Liberty Institute uh, to provide a place for the study of classical-liberal, hyphen, classical-liberal pro-free market viewpoints on a campus as a counterweight to the dominant critical race theory and DEI-based ideology that was metastasizing from its origins in the humanities into more evidence-based disciplines such as business, economics, and STEM disciplines. So, you know, this idea that this right. is a cancer, yeah. right, that's metastasizing, this is an official court document. But, you know, one of the reasons I also wanted to read that, Dennis, is because we purport here at Ashland, particularly in the Ashbrook scholars program but not just that program you know the students are here they'd be the first to say that in i hope most of their gen ed courses it was that same kind of dynamic where we believe that classical free market viewpoints are part and parcel to what we're all about that we're not inculcating students with a, a certain perspective you know and just to remind our listeners that while it's become commonplace to have these discussions when we talk about the dei perspective it it, what we take ex exception to is those, those programs that begin with this presupposition that the inherent nature of the structures that are in place in any hierarchy, and particularly in American government and society, they begin with the structure that is perpetuating inequality. And they've been established by white men, right? And so I think those are the concerns that we have about, and it goes, Right. You know, much deeper right. than that. But, you know, to begin with that and to say that, you know, there's prejudice inherent and there's apologies needed and all those kinds of things is where we take exception. But, you know, Lowry really gets into the fact that 
a lot of colleagues that are tremendous researchers and scholars that should be considered on the basis and merit of their work, they're being evaluated in these other ways that don't seem to relate to the way we've generally evaluated faculty on college campuses. Right. Well, and, and that is kind of, I, mean, I don't, know if, don't know how much we want to go off on this, but that's the second lawsuit. Right. So he's filed a lawsuit against the, the Texas A&M system on exactly this, this point. That same issue. Right. That, um, that they're discriminating against him and other people who, on the merits, should get positions, uh, but don't because precisely of these things. Well, and he has said publicly more than once, I'll never be a professor here, right? I'm never going to get tenure. I'm never going to get a promotion. Right. He's an associate yeah, professor, associate but professor. talk about full professor, full, right? Full that's, professor. That's so off. I know I'm never going to get it. You know, and I think those are the kinds of things when we think about how the criteria has changed. So how do we evaluate and promote faculty on college campuses? You know, Dennis, I don't think this is a small thing because at a place like Ashland, where we think character really matters, what are we focusing on? We tell our faculty members that they're mentors to our students. Mm -hmm. It's really important that their worldview aligns with our belief in classical learning, you know, in, in the liberal arts, you know, this whole idea that if you teach a student to think openly and freely, that they'll come to the right conclusions. Not every time, but that's, that's really at the heart of what we're all about. But the idea that you would come with a, a mindset that is predisposed to a certain worldview that you're intransigent about, that, that, that's a, a very difficult starting place. And I think now that it's being built in, when you talk about built in, this whole idea is being built into the curriculum, built into hiring practices, and now talk about a self-perpetuating system. So I think that's one of the reasons we're doing this show. We are the watchers of the skies. We look at things like this and we think this is simply heading in the wrong direction. And you know, while Lowry is not a perfect advocate for all the things we believe in, we think it's important to hold cases like his up for scrutiny, right? To say he may not be perfect in his thinking, but I'll tell you what, if we had a faculty member like him on our campus, he would be a gadfly to me, and I'm sure he'd be critical of me, but I, I hope, at least in the mindset, I would welcome that kind of criticism and openness to say, hey, if we're getting something wrong, we should deal with it. Right. Well, I was going to ask you how you would enjoy such, uh, a, uh, such a faculty member. I, I, you know, I, I do empathize with the president there because there are a lot of things, a lot of hats that we have to wear. But I have to say that you know, it, it's so difficult. But if, the, if what I'm reading about the Liberty Institute is clear that they had a particular purpose right. and it was funded in that fashion, I looked a little bit at what the state funding documents looked like. You know, it, it feels as though there was a very direct purpose for the Institute mm -hmm. and that those purposes are not being fulfilled. It's not easy because when a donation comes in for a specific purpose, how faculty's role and the shared governance system, the board's role and the president's role all work together. But it sure feels like they were moving in a certain direction and it's now been curtailed or at least changed. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that, that seems to be right. Um, I suppose, so here's, here's maybe an, a possible argument that okay. the, the DEI people could, could say, which is, right, so we say, well, it's, we're teaching how to think, not what to think. Mm -hmm. But... Um, both sides, in effect, really don't want the other one there, right? So, I mean, if he had his way, I mean, any, I think he says this in the interview with Hananiah as well, that uh, basically you shouldn't have the, these, the, these folks around. I mean, they're destroying the system. But I think the DI people would say, well, hey, someone like him wants to destroy the so He doesn't want a, a free marketplace of ideas where we get to, to say our thing and he says his thing, right? right? He's, he wants to just get rid of all of us. So. Right. No, I think that's a good argument. I think that it's clear that 
if you're truly committed to classical liberal learning. See, it's one thing, Dennis, for both voices to be out there, but when the presupposition is this umbrella that covers the entire institution. So it's not just that you're teaching critical race theory, which I would suggest that depending on the way it's taught in a classroom, regarding law and other elements, absolutely mm -hmm. appropriate to be taught in, depending on that fashion. Right. But see, it's not just critical race theory. That's, that's the whole point I think that Lowry's making. It's, it's hiring practices, mm -hmm. it's promotion. You know, it's this whole idea of th these uh, anonymous calls that someone can make where there's you know, a bias response right. team. You know, this kind of thing where it really yeah. feels a little bit like we've uh, entered a Cuba from you know, the 1960s yeah. that, that or That was 70s. what I was, when I blanked out, that was the other thing I was trying to remember. So in um, one of the, e I think it's the ESG people on campus. Okay. Uh, right, there, there's a, so like he has his conservative think tank, there was a, a left-wing think tank on campus for sustainability. Okay. And one of the um, administrators for that actually said, or, or I don't remember if it was that he did it or if he was telling someone in, in that department to call the police to monitor oh his, his social media. Wow. Yeah. Call the police. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And, and, right, so that's another, of course. And so the university, as far as I know from, from reading the, um, the, the lawsuit, it's not, he doesn't say that the, law, uh, that the uh, university necessarily endorsed it, but they didn't do anything to stop it either. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that, really extraordinary. That is extraordinary. And it's, you know, those are the kinds of things where you wonder at what point does this wave kind of take over and we simply succumb to the thought of the day. So I do think that this balance, and I would say that no matter where this lawsuit falls out, I think it's clearly going to be something that's going to be dealt with for quite some time. You know, my question would be to UT, how is it that the Liberty Institute threatens the institution to, to not have, you know, so, some conservative counterbalance, right. as, it, right. as it were? You know, the Ashbrook Scholars Program is growing. It's uh, becoming more and more popular, but it's still as it were, a minority group of students on campus. Sure. So the majority of students on campus aren't Ashbrook scholars and probably have a very different uh, way of thinking. But let's be clear, even within that program, a third of those students would call themselves liberals. About a third of them are involved in the Democratic uh, Club there. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's healthy to have an environment where we can have both. And boy, when you start dealing with academic freedom and freedom of expression, I'm sure that faculty on this campus uh, would like to curtail some of my expressions in the same way uh, there's something in me that might want to say, gosh, don't say it that way. But you know, that's what we've committed to. We've committed to free expression on our campus. We're going to let our faculty and our students and our staff have the right within those rights to, uh, to ex express themselves. You know, even academic freedom has its guardrails in place. But what, from what I can tell from what Mr. Lowry's done, you know, he, sh he should be given free reign. And it's a state school. It's not even a exactly. private institution where you, it can be, you know, much more, much more for grabs. But here it's, it's a state school. It, I mean, it's just plain old First Amendment. It, 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 really does, well. it really does feel straightforward. So I know that our audience is thinking to themselves, you guys have to do a follow-up on this <laughs> one. So we'll have, to, we'll have to definitely put that on our agenda be, to be thinking into the future to say, let's circle back. Uh, I, I was trying to recall if there's a court date yet because this was filed within the last few months, right? Right, yeah, something like eight months ago, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, we will have to wait on pins and needles to see what the outcome or, is. Sorry, the, the UT Austin was eight, but that, that one will be interesting. The, his suit against UT, uh, uh, sorry, T A and M. A, T A and M. Mm -hmm. um, that 
will be related, I think, to cases we talked about, the, the Harvard and the um, UNC cases. Yes. Um, where they've, where um, Asian Americans in particular were, were filing lawsuits claiming to have been discriminated against. Right. So if, if something comes down on that that's broad enough, I mean, that that's would... That's true. I it think would decide that one, right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, isn't that the inherent problem with many of these activities is that they, they may not purport to be such, but in the final analysis, they really are quota systems, right? Yep. Where, you know, you're looking for something in particular. We just talked at a recent, uh, in a recent podcast about the fact that many companies now are being evaluated uh, by how many women or minorities that they have within the organization. And I don't think it's an unimportant thing to review but when you start setting a quota, and then again, deciding women, and matter of fact, in this one, it was women and blacks. Great to have more African-Americans and more women in your organization, but when you start setting those quotas, by the very nature of those sorts of things, you're going to have a problem. You've put a line in the sand that doesn't belong there. You're, you're hiring people for the quality of work and how it aligns with, with your organization and its goals. So I, I know this is, uh, I hope our audience feels the same way we do about some of these things and that this horse isn't just beaten but also cooked. Right. But I do feel like they're important enough issues to continue right. to bring before them. Well, we don't want them all to agree or, you know, that's, that's, right. that's, that's part of the fun. And if they disagree, what do they do? They write to president at ashland.edu. We'd be happy to uh, bring those questions and concerns back onto the show because we do want to hear back from our audience as well. So we want to remind the audience that uh, to continue to, to tune in, to uh, like us uh, as well when they're on, and to talk to their friends about this. You know, our feeling is if we're not hearing back from you and, and letting us know that we're not getting everything right, uh, then we're not doing our job either here as the Watchers of the Skies. But we're going to continue to uh, bring up, you know, things like Mr. Lowry. Right. My sense is, uh, you know, he's in the mo model of uh, Jordan Peterson, right? Although Jordan was in, in Canada at the same time, he was having concerns around what he was being told by his administration about what he could do mm -hmm. and could not do. So... We'll uh, continue to monitor this uh, exciting and interesting case, and we hope that you'll tune in when we do so here on the Watchers of the Skies program. We're going to have to hold it until then, but we thank you, and we invite you to be with us again. We're the Watchers of the Skies.